Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast. This week on the series, I am joined by Cassie Stokes, presenter on Expose and LGBTQ rights activist. And we had an amazing chat around anxiety, of course, as is the theme of the series. And Cassie's experience from a 20-year-old, 21-year-old having really horrible panic attacks in Dundrum Shopping Centre to developing a fear of prawns of all things. She has since gotten over that, which you'll hear her discuss. And also we talk about her recent experience of heartbreak, which as you know, if you've ever experienced it, is such a driver of anxiety. And I've gotten so many messages from people asking me if I would cover anxiety and relationships. And Cassie absolutely does that for me here. Doesn't mean I won't go into it in more depth at a later point. Um, But Cassie's experience of having love and losing it and getting used to life on your own again and trying to be grateful for what you've had and lost is really remarkable. So I hope you enjoyed my chat with Cassie. I certainly did. And I learned a lot from her outlook. Also, I just wanted to add in, obviously, you know, I'm an author of Owning It and the Confidence Kit, and I'm currently writing my third book. But there was a time when I had absolutely no clue about the publishing world. I had no idea how to get the attention of editors or commissioning editors. I had no idea about rights or royalties or getting your book marketed internationally, the editing process. There's just, it's a whole, whole world of unknown until you're into it. And I know there's a lot of people listening and people who follow me on social media who are, they have a great idea for a book or they're thinking they might like to explore something, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, and they're not sure how to go about it. And this was me also. So I have decided to put on another publishing masterclass. I did one last summer and it went down a treat. It sold out. It was really popular really great feedback and this year I'm going a little bit bigger and better and I'm joined by I'm so excited I'm joined by Louise O'Neill who obviously you'll be familiar with she's an incredible number one international best-selling author and she's going to cover the creative side of the fiction side of things while also Holly White who is the author of Veganish will join me to talk about what's involved in putting together something more structured as a cookbook. I'll also be joined by a panel of incredible industry experts who I've had the pleasure of working with from commissioning editors to 
Ireland's best literary agents and a few more amazing people in there. So we'll be chatting about everything from the creative side to the editing side to the business side. So everything from royalties to rights and all the, all that nitty gritty stuff that you never hear about and also the reality of things such as money, um, which is a huge, huge topic and something I'm certainly comfortable with being open about, but it's relatively uncharted territory when it comes to social media so far. So if you're interested, I would love to see you there. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. I'm going to share the link in the description of the podcast below and I promise you it's going to be a great day. We're going to have goodie bags and yeah, just come and have a chat even if even if you're not going to write a book or you've no intention to but you just want to hear about people's creative process. It promises to be a very good event. So I will leave you with that and I hope you enjoy this episode of Owning It. I am so thrilled to be joined here in the Grayson by the beautiful Cassie Stokes, host, presenter of Expose and LGBTQ activist. Yes, did exactly. I get the letters? Activist. I'm like, I, it actually took a while for me to call advocate, myself. Advocate, activist, 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 campaigner. I mean, everything. Yeah, you're just... <laughs> I stand up for all, all of our rights, yes, I hope. Yeah, lovely. Um, go on. So we are here to chat about anxiety, obviously, as if, if you listen to the series so far by now, you know that that is the theme. And I've been dying to talk to you because... I know from your social media, you're like a woman after my own heart in that you are very willing to be vulnerable and you share things that back in the day people would have been like, Jesus, she's airing her dirty laundry, you know, dirty laundry in public. And it for me, it's incredibly reassuring to see because I'm like, there's someone who is like killing out of work, doing really well, but also a human being who has bad days and doesn't feel the need to put on this sort of glossy finish or veneer for everyone to see. And I guess that as as reassuring as it is for someone like me or someone else who follows you to see that, it's probably quite liberating for you as well to share that. Yeah, no, it like, you know, over the last few months, I've definitely gone through, you know, one of those things everyone goes through in their lives, heartbreak. And I get it was a choice whether I'm open about it or not. But as you said there, my job is about kind of sugarcoating, putting makeup on your face, you know, making people think you're something that... You might be, but you're kind of improving it, you know? So I just wanted to be uh, completely... I wanted to be honest because, you know, I I relate to people online who are honest. Um, And I also, you know, anytime I kind of talk about heartbreak or what the sad times I was going through, I I do try and put like a... You know, because I do love to laugh. And listen, when I am really sad and crying, I'll still... I'd still laugh at a joke. I'll still yeah. crack a joke. I, I I always like to see the lighthearted side and everything. So I do still keep a bit of that in it. And I just, I think it was really liberating to be honest because the amount of people who can relate to heartbreak, to mm-hmm. loss, you know, that, that everyone can relate to that. So it has proved, I think, just, it's been like a huge element to how quickly I've been able to kind of move forward just knowing that other people are going through it yeah and what was the response like then I I get messages all the time being like I'm so glad at how open you are about you know heartbreak and you know I've just gone through a breakup and blah 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 and you know people even asking for advice I'm like Mm -hmm. all I can say is this what I yeah exactly this is what I've experienced just like coming out um and my story about being gay uh, it's my experience. I can't really advise yeah. on what's b- the best way to do it. I can just tell you how I felt yeah. and tell you what I went through. Um, so yeah, I did decide to kind of, you know, be a little bit open because like there were some days I couldn't stop crying. So mm-hmm. I was like, I do want to put up stories, but I can't uh, de-swell my eyes. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I had the frog eyes. So I was like, you know what? Why not? I, you know, it's uh, unfortunately with my job, it, com- it comes like hand in hand that it did was in the papers. So mm-hmm. I did 
have to talk about it. Well, not have to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it just to bring it out there so there was no more real questions and it wasn't like, oh. And do you worry about how things will be perceived from a professional perspective that, you know, people say to me, well, it's all well and good for you being freelance to talk about um, having an anxious day, but I can't really go into my office as a lawyer and say, do you know what? I'm feeling really overwhelmed today when I have like <laughs> a, a client who's like, what? Like, <laughs> Do you, did you feel well listen I'm not a lawyer that's completely different I'm like I, I cry my eyelashes off in the car the odd time fix them go in and be a lawyer absolutely yeah. not um was it okay to be vulnerable for you in work it was okay because I let it be okay for me and now listen I wasn't crying every single second and if I was I'd go to the, I'd, like I did go to the toilet but sometimes I would cry at my desk and yeah. my work have been ridiculously supportive like you know when people go through a sad time heartbreak loss whatever you feel is a sad time for you I think you can either bottle it up or you can you know sometimes accept that you might actually burst into tears at any moment and if you're surrounded by really good people in work they will be sound about it because mm-hmm. you can't cry for hours in there you're just going to cry for about two minutes but it's holding letting it in it, yeah, is almost letting it out more is difficult just, absolutely and again that's uh, obviously my job is a bit different I'm not looking after someone's finances yeah. or anything <laughs> like that so I'm like give me a few minutes get out of here no yeah. it's not like that no and uh, like that's who I am my job is my personality yeah it's who I am you can't deny that no I can't to do your job either. and I was going through a, re- a really tough time so I've just you know what at, at the end of the day I think people it's just like what we say you never know what battles people are fighting oh never so no matter what just people on the street if someone's rude to you on the street just think like they, that they could be going through the worst time of their lives you Absolutely. don't know I and know. you also every pain is relevant so you really don't yes. understand i was going through what i describe what i feel was really like it was tough heartbreak um but my way to process it was to be open about it and i was and my boss debbie o'donnell was absolutely incredible you know everyone's been through heartbreaks so everyone can kind of relate yeah. now I am I'm going to be the soundest boss one day because I'll be like it's okay but we'll, you're fine we'll figure this out but I know unfortunately the truth is time helps and everyone yeah. says time helps and you're like it's still only breakfast and <laughs> do people say to you people say to me all the time that I'm brave for talking about anxiety I'm like I'm not brave it's just like who I am but yeah. heartbreak is something people tend not to discuss as much I know did you feel did you get a lot of wow you're so brave or um, especially because there's another person involved I, I know guess. yeah you know what and it, there is exactly there is another person involved and I'm I guess I kind of that person knew yeah. <laughs> going into it not that I would be open about it but I'm open about it from my side you know I I would never say a bad word about that person I, like I appreciate everything we went through and everything we had together um, so I kind of I was just talking about me really yeah. I'm just talking about the pain I'm feeling afterwards like mm-hmm. there's no hate there's nothing like that I wouldn't be going on being like oh I can't believe yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 no I'm just going on to almost like a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Heal. Anxiety then. Yeah. I know that's something that you've experienced. Take me back to the beginning. When did you know you had anxiety? What what has it been like for you? How does it manifest? Yeah, well I think I think everybody has a bit of anxiety yes. when it comes to anything, whether it's like your garden outside the backyard being perfect or, mm-hmm. you know, where bigger the, things. Where on the spectrum were you? If I was at the absolute worst in my in my book, I went to the to the extreme and something extreme. maybe just have like you say, the garden's not perfect, a little bit of overwhelm and work which settles down. Yeah. Where were you on that kind of scale? I <laughs> believe it or not which is kind of funny because of my job now I used to be a f- like terrified of walking like in Dundrum shopping centre in front of people I used to be mm. terrified of people so walking down the street when cars were facing you I was never able to go anywhere which is I, I don't I, I look back I'm like I don't even know so, but there was obviously other things going on that kind of turn themselves into this mm-hmm. um so I you know I went to see a therapist and they would challenge me every week okay go and sit in Dundrum shopping center on the bench because they're, they're like what's your worst nightmare and I'd be like I would have a panic attack in being in Dundrum shopping center uh, so I used to she, she used to challenge me to do those kind of things which was incredible and I did I did every single challenge because you know I, I medication is brilliant if that's mm-hmm. what you feel I I didn't want to take the step to go on medication because I felt like I would rely on it too much yeah. and be like, oh, I can't go if I yeah. forgot my tablets. There was other ways you could address it Exactly, before. before. Yeah. I, I know that I would have had a panic attack if I'd forgotten to yeah. take my tablets or I was if I went on a weekend to London, I didn't have them, yeah. I would That has go. happened to me. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was going to try and deal with this before I got to that stage. I, uh, like my body was obviously telling me something that there was, it wasn't just this because I found out I reacted to prawns um, one night and then I was so terrified of being allergic to shellfish that anytime I'd go for a meal, I would make sure that we were close to a hospital. Like wow. that's what that turned into. That it turned into that. And that, that was also then, you know, my therapist would challenge me to go in and stand near the, the you know, the fish area. Yeah, where all the lobsters are crawling around. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh God. And that was like, thinking of that now is uh, amazing to see how far I've come. But I was like, I don't think that is a huge deal. I know, but think about it. It's like, it sounds so silly, but it's a huge deal. But it was so huge to me. Then I got around to it. I like kept, you know, obviously kept working at it. I now eat prawns, like, which is. And did you ever get clarity on where those fears came from or what they meant to you or what were you threatened by? I think I was just threatened of dying. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I was afraid to just, I was afraid Are you a hypochondriac? To, I, did, I haven't been 
well I mean I just call myself like hypochondriac what is that one when you kind of like um, like I'm very afraid of like I would if I bite into chicken I'll be like is it cooked is it cooked no no I have no issue with those kind of that like no absolutely not I was actually for work in a out in the farm yesterday and the um, cook was like you can eat all the flowers outside and my co-worker was like not before you wash them and I was like absolutely not I don't care about stuff like that no so I didn't no I wasn't uh, hypochondriac Thankfully, um, I just, I don't know, everything was kind of manifesting into something. And then after that, so after the prawn thing, then I started to get over, and I actually got over the prawn thing by going to Thailand, because it was around the same year. What age were you, do you mind me This is about 21, 22. Oh, yeah. Very, very uh, fragile time for people seem to experience a height of anxiety around the early 20s. Yeah. Bizarre, I don't really know why. Yeah, now listen, if you think of it now, maybe I was gay well I was obviously okay. gay but yeah. maybe I didn't know and like my body was reacting in a different yeah. way being like something's not right let's yeah. fight or flight you let's... were resisting something internally yeah. yeah so didn't couldn't get my head around it um and then so then I went to Thailand and that was terrifying because how, the, how do you tell a vendor on a street in the middle of Bangkok on the Kosan road I'm allergic to prawns so um can you cook that in something else like no it's probably it was probably the best thing I did yeah you know because I'd also gone to a doctor and got allergy tested it did come up a little bit I got a little hive for um crab and a little one for prawns but but that also could have been psychological as well you know it could have been and uh they said you know you are fine I didn't need an EpiPen they wouldn't let me go if I needed an EpiPen so I went to Thailand and it was the best thing I could have done it was like throwing myself in the deep end in the deep end and then after that I was like because by the end of any one knows a trip to Thailand you oh, arrive yeah. and you're afraid of cockroaches by the end you're eating them on the street <laughs> like you're like oh delicious like that's just the way it is so again I was I've just like I really didn't want to go to Thailand I was going to take a step back and I was just like no go you have to go so I have to I have to say that's a real testament to me I always put I do push myself to make myself feel yeah. uncomfortable so that I can somehow get over something but then it turned into which is like now I still will get this the odd time but vomiting that oh turned into God. a massive thing on, especially on like transit, mm-hmm. vomiting on transit. So trains in Toronto, I one day felt really sick on a train and I got off and I actually, I did get sick. But after that, I had to get off nearly every stop the whole way home. I, it took me about two hours to get home because I was so afraid of throwing up on the train. I'm I the like, exact same. I have no idea why. Maybe. Like I'm not a vomiter. I um, know that's the thing. I barely. But, oh, yeah. Like, well, no, we're both going to get. The, we're both going to get a flu now. But like, <laughs> I, I'm still trying to understand why that is. Apparently, there is a name for it for a fear of vomiting. I don't know. Like, I've never had food poisoning from chicken yet. I'm. I live in fear of of getting it. But it's just. I guess it's just. It's a be a loss of control thing. Yeah. And I get very like when I I went to Thailand, which was my first kind of big trip away from I guess Western comforts. Yeah. And um, only. This year I'm on my honeymoon and I was terrified before going because yeah. somebody said, what am I going to catch? I'm going to get sick. <laughs> like being sick away from home is obviously more terrifying than being sick at home because you've got some element of control and comfort yeah. and your mind just goes to like, what if I get sick? What, you know, what if there's nowhere to be sick? What if I have to go to hospital? Completely. It's, yeah. So how, how did you figure that out or is it still I, human? You know what? I still randomly will get it, but know that, you know, when you, I did, I, I got a, a vomiting bug, I think about a year ago or two years ago and your body gives you a decent amount of warning before you're going to yes, get sick. Yes, exactly. And you always can cope when it's actually happening. Exactly. So you, I always have to remember that. Yeah. That's, I think that with anything I've ever gotten over, I'm like, did, was I able to survive that? Yes. Yeah. So well, am I okay to eat prawns? Yeah, you survived Thailand. You're grand. Yeah. You know, I have, like, yeah, it takes a lot to kind of get that into your head. 
mentally. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're in a place where you just absolutely can't. And you're like, I just need to go home. But the vomiting thing, now I did carry a plastic bag in my bag all wow. of it for a while. And that was, you know, then you kind of, you take two stops. You know what I mean? It's, it's literally, it was just, it just all then came back to, because I'd done uh, CBD. So, or CBT? CBT yeah. Sorry, CBT. Uh, the cognitive therapy. Yeah. Um, that's why I did that when I was like 20, 21. So it was all about, for me, it was about, you know, not challenging yourself, but taking the steps to kind of figure yeah, it out. Yeah, and I can hear you talking about the factor opinion thing there. It's like, instead of going upon on what you think might happen, is it go, what happened in the past? Which exactly. is very much a CBT yeah. um, mechanism. You were fine. You know what I mean? You were fine. And that, it does really help. And like I said, you have to be in the mindset to remember that it, you are fine and it will be okay. And you do have to challenge yourself. Like I yeah. said, I feel like, you still do it. Oh like, yeah. Anyone that suffers from anxiety or anything really, you know that you really, you still have to fight it all the time. All the time. Otherwise you, know? you sit back into your comfort zone and then it gets smaller and smaller where you're not necessarily experiencing anxiety, but you're also not really having like the rich life experiences that yeah. you want to have. Exactly. Have. And I do, I think it's a great thing to talk about. Just like, like yourself, Vogue Williams has been amazing. You know, she'll, yeah. she'll put up and it, it's not, she doesn't dwell on it. You know, she just puts it, it up and she goes. It doesn't define her. Exactly. She's yeah. like, had serious anxiety this morning all good now you know and that's like that's such a huge part of it for me obviously putting out the books and the podcast was I got such a phenomenal response from people saying oh my god you know thank you for making me feel less alone or feel better but for me it's also a coping mechanism for me to put it out there and say like oh I had a bit of a panicky day on Instagram and then like carry on with the rest of my day because it it normalizes it yeah and it stops being like oh my god what happened to her and more just like oh she just had a moment she had a moment and like what I just the (laughs) message I keep driving home to people is like I hate this whole idea of fearlessness and like I hate to think of someone waiting to never never feel fear before they do anything yeah I can still and you also are very successful in spite of your anxieties <laughs> and in spite of those fears do you know what I mean like you can bring them along with you oh completely oh, they're here yeah exactly they're, they're yeah. all there you like, just I don't take them, them out of your bag yeah and like, I do a junket like yeah. <laughs> the odd time I, I take them out yeah I'm like hey guys how yeah, are you exactly great come yeah. on make me feel like I'm gonna throw up on this Heathrow Express um amazing um yeah no you do it's definitely something you always have with you but you find your ways and it like look you look at everyone and like we always talk about instagram makes yeah. things seem different yeah and everything does seem great and like you said about my job yes i i mean i couldn't walk down a street without getting a panic attack wow. because i was afraid of people looking at me oh, and now <laughs> that's my thing that's what i do so what was I your first what was the scariest thing for you then because to go from being in Dundrum, which is where I had one of my most horrific panic attacks. It's a pretty wide open, scary space Terri- with a lot of bright lights. Terrifying. Um, they won't be sponsoring this podcast anytime yeah. it's, <laughs> Now I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's I my can, favorite place to yeah, shop I can ever. do whatever. But um, so then you find yourself in a situation where you're sitting across from Jennifer Aniston, for example. <laughs> I wish. Not yet. Did you not? I interviewed <laughs> her. Did, oh, all right. Yeah, she was... Um, Lovely. A little, well, no, she was she yeah. kind of just... A little bit... Obviously, everyone, these people are very intimidating, but she kind of just stares at you like... With, with, what do you, like, yeah, what do you, like, you ask me? me? And I was like getting more and more intimidated <laughs> the more she looked at me. But she was fine. But she was you know, fine. Um, but yeah, Sarah. I, I mean, who was your first person? My first, uh, Rachel McAdams, and she was lovely. And oh, well, she she's just, an amazing. She is amazing. And lovely. as a woman, you know that like woman code for this is going to be the nicest chat ever. And do not worry, is I love your top. And you, I was like, thanks so much. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, Zara. Uh, yeah, there's loads of them in there. Like as if she's going to be <laughs> like. <laughs> 
this is from Penny's. Yeah, this exactly. Yeah. No, and she's like, all right, straight after this. So it was, you know, like, I guess it, it just depends on the person. Listen, yeah. you still completely get nervous. It's, those are different kind of nerves. You know, I'm not. That's a performance nerve. That's a performance nerve. And you need those. You yeah. know, you want them. You want them to go in there and you want to feel like you've talked at a million miles per hour, but then you watch it back and you're like, oh, it was fine. I look, ex- like, I look yeah. like I'm kind of just talking yeah, at yeah, the yeah. most boring level ever, yeah, but it's still working. Um, so that was a huge I, leap though. If I you think about is. where you came from. I know, it's a huge leap and it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know how that ever worked out that way. But um, I think moving away really, really helped me as a person because I don't think I knew who I was. So, so you I, I was out of your family home? Uh, and... To Toronto, over to Toronto. Oh, okay. Out of the family home, over to Toronto. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I kind of, I, I think that was huge for me because it's, you know, over here we do live in our family home a lot longer yeah. than in a lot of places like oh, in yeah. the UK they're out you know at uni yeah right? uni uni and same in the US and Canada they mm. they get out most of them at about like and they're like 18. married with babies at 23 do you know what I mean okay yeah. so they're, they're, you know yeah, we they can, could slow we down can maybe. hold that stuff yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're good we're doing good like married around 30 and all that kind of stuff but yeah that like you know so you don't actually become an adult and like oh, for me I thought I think personally it was the best thing I could have done mm. now I know some people are different some people are way more mature they're they move out of their family home they might go straight into a relationship like move in with someone and Mm -hmm. that's the way their life works and they're perfect with that Mm -hmm. for me it wasn't the way it would have worked for me I probably would have relied on people a bit too much Mm. so you moved by yourself yeah I went to Toronto I was like wow you're so brave no listen now I look back you it's like you you look back and you go what like I was I was working in TV3 I was on TV I was uh, working on the news show FYI so I was like had on-air experience and I just wasn't really happy I was like I wanted to explore I wanted to do something else and it was like 2012 when it was you know peak recession and people were like you have a job you shouldn't leave yeah and I was like oh god yeah but also you're so young like you're not gonna like risk the rest of your life by leaving you know what exactly so you're just like well mm. I'm 24. Like, I need to go do something. So I, I had a, I have a passport for Canada because I lived there as a kid yes. for a few years. So there was, yeah. that, listen, that was a little safety net, yeah. you know, that you can't get kicked out after yeah, yeah, a few yeah. years. Uh, so I went over there. Um, I do have an aunt over there. So that was great. I got to stay with her at the beginning. Mm. But then, um, you know, I thought I kind of would, might just walk into another job in TV. And that was definitely not the case. You have to, I had to start from where I started when I was 19. So mm. I was like, uh oh so I had to send it because I was just applying for jobs going in being like probably get this now because yeah. yeah I'm a producer I'm an editor I've done I've done all this but you forget like sometimes it's just connections you know oh, yeah that, like, especially here yes yeah, especially here well same in Toronto yeah. like they were interviewing people just to make a show that yeah. they're interviewing people whereas they had the person in mind so I'd go into these interviews being like Ah, great you know that was great and I'd done really well and I worked really hard for the interview and would, I wouldn't hear anything oh. and they were perfect what I thought was perfect but end of the day you look back and you're like that was absolutely not perfect like you yeah. know it taught me huge lessons yeah yeah it's like so I went to start working in a pub and I was like oh, I had a great laugh now an Irish pub um the Quinns they own a few pubs in Toronto if you ever go there <laughs> go and work for them they are brilliant and they help every Irish person they can out they're like wow. come in here the the guys are busters are bartenders and the girls are servers you make a fortune on tips and it also just I was like actually helped me with kind of with people like, yeah you know I was I was getting uh, you're meeting people every day you're serving them you're kind yeah. of you're enjoying it it was a, a brilliant thing and then I started I was I always did improv um because I went to the second city in Chicago and studied there 
where Tina Fey and like Amy <gasps> Poehler studied. I know, so cool. Um, That's so why you're so there. funny. No, absolutely not. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm funny without them. No, no way. They, uh, they are absolutely incredible, and everyone at the second city was amazing. So that's what that's kind of what my pull was to go mm-hmm. to Toronto because they had a second city there. So I was just like, let me move here, go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept that up, and that was like, you know, it's kind of funny because you look at it, and yeah, I probably still would have had a lot of anxiety about other things, but when I was doing improv that didn't come into that it was yeah. like my everyday life that I came into more so that's than, funny isn't it yeah it's so odd yeah because so, people say like oh how can you be anxious and then like presenting live on tv or for me like giving a talk I'm like well you can kind of go into work mode a little bit different. but anxiety doesn't always have to mean a fear of public speaking I mean for a lot of people it can yeah um, and I but, get that yeah yeah but for you it wasn't really no it's more, that it was, more of an yeah. escape you're Putting on a personality. So talk to me about coming out and knowing that you were gay. So you you were in your 20s. Yeah, I was 25 when I I got hit by the gay bug. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I caught this bug. And then and had I... you had boyfriends and stuff up to that? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. I did. I had boyfriends, yeah, up until I moved to Toronto. Um, and the, oh, like brilliant guys like as boyfriends. I, I guess I just obviously knew something wasn't right. But really, I didn't. Uh, everyone's always like, you knew. And I'm like, now I look back, I knew. Why are I people like, known. we knew about you? No, like, no, okay, no, yeah. actually, no, the, yeah. nobody ever said that. I wish they had. I was even like, <laughs> you're gay. Because it would have saved me so much time. I, I'm always, I'm so jealous of some people who are out when they're in their teens. Because yeah. I'm like. They have so much time to catch up. and like, Oh, you have so much. Yeah, exactly. Themselves. You're like, yeah, yeah. get to know yourself. You know who you are. How amazing is that? Those people get, and like with our society evolving, which is absolutely incredible. Those people get to know who they are way before and they don't have to deal with as much as you know people let's say older than me yeah who i would never like no. some people are who probably not, still yeah well, they're accepted the way they grew up there's so many now so there's so many stories of people coming out in their 40s you know and i'm like i at 25 that's so early in comparison mm. obviously to 40 but i was even like this is late do you know and did you know did you have sort of a light bulb moment where you you knew that once you realized and accepted and embraced that you were gay, did that make everything else make sense in terms of the anxiety, the anxiety and the fear and, and the resistance like inside you? I th- yeah, I think so. Like, and I did the anxiety go... go a little bit? A little? Or was it a whole new kind you know of anxiety? <laughs> now, the, uh, the getting sick ones stayed around. I still mm. get that the odd time. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. Uh, especially if you're hungover flying somewhere. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I'm like... I'm definitely getting sick and I never do like I never do or if you're in a, or in a taxi when you're hungover mm. <laughs> like, I know but I think I'm gonna get sick I'm gonna get sick I, I know, never so get sick no you don't yeah. and if you do you're given a decent yeah. amount of time your body doesn't let yeah. you unless you're asleep <laughs> oh, unless you're that hungover you're still asleep but you know it's it's those kind of things so like you know I can say my anxiety nowadays is pretty much always related to going out you okay. know having a few drinks on a, on the weekend which is why you have to really cut it down because mm-hmm. when you can see that that's like, uh, and you, you obviously it takes until, I don't know, your late twenties, thirties to kind of go, yeah, no, it, you know, mm. Monday and Tuesday aren't the worst for everyone else. You no. Know? Well, like, like I suppose maybe you get to a point where you stop relying on booze as a social crutch, I guess. Exactly. And you're more comfortable with who you are. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so you were asking about, yeah. um, like, did it take away things? It, no, it made, it made things make a bit more sense. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, there must have obviously, like, just been something up. Like, I was like, this is not, like, something's not right and I'm just not happy, mm-hmm. you know? And I was, I maybe my body or my mind was putting it out in different things, so. You're afraid of prawns. Watch yeah. out for the crab. <laughs> yeah. You know, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. 
Um, you're afraid of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the lines of communication are just getting a bit confused. Yeah. I definitely, I will always have anxiety. I think it's, yeah. I think it's kind of in my family. Like I think, you know, a lot of people in my family would have it. I don't know whether they know or not yet, yeah, but if they're listening, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you all the names. Yeah. No, but you know, there's a, there's definitely a little bit of it, um, which is completely fine. It's yeah. just the way you de- deal with it. And I'm very, very lucky that um, my, one of my close, closest cousins and one of my best friends was the one who said, you know, you should probably go uh, to try CBT. Mm. And that was... And this is not a promotion for CBT because it doesn't work for everything. Yeah. Like now the therapist I go see has nothing to do with CBT. Oh, yeah, really? You know, it's... Yeah, uh, I like the, find it's invaluable for anxiety. It, I, yeah. Yes, it definitely is. But I have those skills. I yeah, feel you, like once I've you have those the, skills. Exactly. Yeah. So, and you can you can learn those skills yourself or do a course of CBT and then you take them with you. Like I probably do it every day without even realizing completely. it. Completely. You're a constant... Const- I, 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 we, I think we definitely are. If you've ever done them, you know that you're, yeah. you're kind of using them. If you get a little bit panicky and you're like, it's going to be okay. Yeah fine That's write it down using it yeah. a tiny little bit you've got it so I do I I haven't been to a CBT therapist for since I was back in Toronto actually uh, but like I said I have those skills which is great and they and now if things became overwhelming again I would definitely go back yeah because maybe you forget how to kind of use them and sometimes life gets too big and mm-hmm. you don't know how to use them in the right ways so like the therapist I would see now is not nothing to do with CBT it's just a chat just a chat yeah to get over a breakup yeah. <laughs> no but um I mean it's it's one of these things where like I, you'll I will always have it you know I'd say like yourself yeah. you'll always, I don't think it does go mm-hmm. I don't know if it does go but you you cope and you have to cope you have to cope like mm-hmm. there's there's no other option there's no other option you know you like you just have to find a way to make it work mm-hmm. and you have to be open to it and talk about it you know I openly say to people I'm like I'm going to see I have my therapist on mm. Thursdays Do you yeah. know that's... yeah I'll just normalize it it's just so it's like I had a sandwich I met Cassie for lunch I went to my therapist big yeah. deal move on exactly because that's that is the way it is and it was something I did notice about being in Toronto they like a lot of my friends over there regular normal so people normal. like you'd say they go all the time and it was just like oh I'm going blah 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 so it was it was just like getting a coffee whereas uh, over here there's definitely you know we're still working on it like we're still getting to that point I think people more and more are open about it which is great but um I guess it's still when people say oh I'm me and my therapist the, the question is still oh what's wrong with you are you okay yeah but there doesn't need to be something no. wrong it's about and actually people ask, ask me all the time if I can recommend therapists and I'm so sorry that I can't because it's like it's so personal and I also yeah. I don't have one at the moment I need to find someone um, I had a great woman and then she she stopped working and I was like yeah. no um, when you find one keep them yeah that's the thing I'm just like check in every even if it's once every three months you yeah, know? And I'm, I'm really needing that at the moment even though you know I've written a book I've like written the book on anxiety I know what's going on but you need to just vocalise sometimes especially with someone who is unbiased and completely that's what it isn't comes down just saying to. what you want to hear yeah that and that's what it comes down to it is like you said it's about the relationship you have with this person if you walk in you book a, a session you walk in and you you don't click it's totally yeah, cool I know probably don't go back you know it doesn't it's kind of it's difficult not a reflection though, on anyone you kind of have to go in pay the six year or whatever like it's kind of we need like a speed dating oh yeah for therapists I know yeah. that is so true actually because you do you pay the money and you're like oh well now I'm gonna have to pay another one if I don't get on with this one it's quite a laborious process to be like where do I even begin in an hour to give you my whole life story yeah but you know when you click with one you click you're it's it it just works yeah and I think one thing I'll always note about going to see a therapist like you said there you can check in every three months when you're going through a a tougher time you like I pretty much went for the whole month a few months ago when I was going through the tough times the breakup I was like yeah no I kind of and she was like, yeah, come in nearly mm. every day. Because we're just having a chat. And it's some 
like my family are sick of seeing me cry. So I'm yeah. like, let me cry in front of someone I'm paying, yeah. <laughs> you know, but there's days where you do not want to go. Like mm. I, there's, it's the worst thing ever. I'm like, I do not want to go in there. I don't want to, I just don't want to cry. Draining. I don't want to be sad. Yeah. It's so draining. But those are the days when you really need it and you mm. go and you feel incredible afterwards. And you, it, and that might be the session you don't actually cry. You're just yeah. open. It's I think the days where you feel like it's really, really hard to go are the ones where you actually are very open and you mm. need to go. Yeah. You need to go because that's, the, the, that's when you're going to start, you know, achieving things or opening up about something else you never even thought of. Mm. And do you notice the benefits in your day-to-day life then for having checked in every now and then with a therapist completely oh yeah like your like, reactions to things or that that kind how does it help you um, in day-to-day apart from just those isolated chats oh uh, just like day-to-day just kind of I guess for me right now because I, like I guess I am through the breakup but going mm. still going through you know like like my, I Kathleen my ex-girlfriend went back to Toronto and our dog went back and you know we gave up the apartment and a lot of things happened in a small space of time so much change is, it's a lot of change yeah so um that's just like for me it's I, I haven't cried that much so I'm kind of at the, at the moment I'm not crying every day so that's mm. great so when I'm not with my therapist I'm I guess I like it I mean, it's like you've you've allowed the feelings to exhaust themselves with their exactly they're, they're spent and then you can just carry on with the rest of your day yeah or again thinking of other things so if I like see a puppy I saw a puppy this morning that was yeah. the, it's the image <gasps> of Finn and I, I teared up and I was just like hmm okay, I'm going to turn off this music because the music that I was listening to unintentionally oh, yeah. was actually yeah. a little bit sad. And I was like, hey, just going to mm. turn that off and just, you know, move forward and think, I, I then think about like, like the lovely times like mm. that I had. They might make me sadder sometimes, but then I'll think of what's in store for the future. So yeah, I think for anyone who's ever gone through a heartbreak, the one of the most hardest like stomach gut churning things is to be told like it's better to have loved and lost than not loved at all you're like fuck <laughs> off and like, I could have done something else I, with all yeah, that time I'd rather not feel yeah. this way but I guess you know you're coming through when you get to that point where you can start to feel yeah. okay about looking back completely it's, it's so hard and there's no there's no like time limit or you know I no. guess it's different for everyone yeah, like some people like like the people who get in touch and I cannot tell you how many people have like uh, sent messages on Instagram about like being thankful that I'm being open about it and I was, yeah. I'm actually like I'm glad they've messaged because sometimes I'm like listen I'm not a person who dwells on things I yeah. don't want to but you, like even someone who is happy all the time like it's okay to be sad exactly. and there's nothing wrong with it and if you want to just be sad the whole time that's totally fine just once you're making yeah. steps to move forward I think just people especially in, on social media appreciate so much these days when people are just really how they are when they are the yeah. way they are you yeah. know so just because if, if I'm having like oh I'm having a really good Monday everything's going great it doesn't mean I'm like putting it on like that is authentic when it's happening yeah but like so vulnerability for me can be a positive like it can be you know it, I, I can feel vulnerable by saying something that I'm proud of or yeah. that I'm confident about yeah. and equally vulnerability can be I'm finding today tough and yeah I guess not everyone like I've talked to so many people on this podcast who treat their social media so much as a work thing and they they keep it completely separate to their yeah. selves but I guess it depends on on who you are but for me if I'm going to put so much of myself out there it has to be really me that's the thing it's less pressure yeah. on me and it's less pres- pr- less pressure on everyone else to think that I'm putting out the perfect bit doing this thing yeah that's true and it is I think for me it's quite freeing oh so you know freeing. because yeah the amount of like you know in in Ireland we always kind of question ourselves we're like oh should we just like what yeah. you said and people are like oh they're kind of like airing their dirty mm-hmm. laundry but like who cares yeah if, if that's what you want to air that's fine like if that if like if you're doing it now for 
an audience I think it's a bit different yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm literally doing it because this is what's happening in my yeah. life and that's what my Instagram is about like yeah, exactly. you're gonna see like today I walked out of a changing room almost walked out without my uh, trousers on <gasps> I put my shoes on so I missed <laughs> oh that God. spot that part of getting dressed in the changing room oh and had, had this t-shirt and my uh, suit jacket <gasps> and everything on and I was like <gasps> so like that's what happened I put it yeah. up I was like that's actually yeah, and it's also extra content I'm like, <laughs> yeah I'm like Jesus my brain freeze like it's just not working today oh but that's gosh. good content but it, I just um, I think like the more you talk about these things the more it's just gonna like maybe someone's going to do I don't know a heartbreak and it's like I haven't told anyone about it yeah. like tell someone yeah. you know what I mean but because it's a bit totally lighter. fine and when it's, I know it also helps that so many people have been through it. Like, oh yeah, it does. Like the music, I thought that that was one thing that was I was I couldn't listen to music, any music, no matter what mm. it was, because every music, every song is pretty much about heartbreak. Even oh, it's worse. Like yeah, it is, and I I love house house music, mm. and there's no words in that, and that was still because we. Loved, loved house. house music together we loved house we yeah. loved house so you have to find some like Russian accordion I don't even know yeah it's just like what do I turn to because I know oh. a friend of mine actually turned to house music because she couldn't listen to anything else and now she has an insane love for house music mm. but it's it's kind of like that was a lot of people message and went oh that's so that's really tough and that's what I put it's actually when I started listening to more and more podcasts so that's yeah. great um but it, it, it's it's funny the way those kind of things like emotionally kind of hit you and you're like oh god uh oh I didn't even realise that this was a thing like music oh it's everything like I can't go there I walked past there that one time with them it's, oh yeah. yeah no see I still don't drive by the may, the road that we lived on so okay, I took yeah. a long way into town yeah. because I was like I just, I can't, I'm not there yet I know yeah but isn't it nice like uh, you know to really notice how far you've come well that was my next question yeah. when it comes to the breakup specifically and where you are now and, and what you've been through what are you most proud of um yeah I'm just I'm really proud that I have such an amazing family and friends who have been so good about and yourself? close to me about myself well they're they come Give first always I'm like they can <laughs> I'm I'm really proud of the way I've been actually able to move forward like I really didn't know like I you know you know you get through it but I'm like I don't even think I'm going to be half the person I was I thought that I would that that's who I was so again I was finding I'm finding myself again and to be honest I'm so impressed with my strength. I can't believe it. Now listen, it's I amazing. cried and cried and cried and cried. That doesn't cried. mean you're not strong. No, it doesn't mean you're not strong. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's true. Sensitivity. It, it is. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive. Actually, it shows strength that you're exactly. brave enough to be sensitive because you really have to. When hard hits arrive, you've got to take them. Yeah. You know, because that's how you move forward. That's how you learn. And yeah. that's how you become a person who's more compassionate. Yeah. You know? Well, I kind of feel like if so, if you have, imagine the visual of something hard coming and hitting you, if you don't buckle under pressure, or if you don't bend and, and like help yourself push in like the impact of a car, you'll just shatter. Exactly. You'll break. Yeah. So you have to be able to, to take suffer it. to yeah. stay whole. And then you learn you kind of exactly that's yeah. actually a good great way to put it. And if you don't, it's gonna hit you later. Yeah. Like it, it does, it always does. Um so I'm re- I'm quite impressed with my story. I can't believe it. Um and yeah, and just finding light in little things like little happinesses mm. and that's been a real like my family they're mm. oh my god I just appreciate them so much and if anything I'm so thankful for all the amazing years I got to have with my ex but I am also so thankful for this horrible breakup we went through because I, I just appreciate my family like mm. so much I'm like obsessed with them I need to know what where my cousins are like all yeah. I want to do is spend time with them and my friends like the the they're the people that just, it just really opened my eyes to who matters. And mm. 
they're the people that I want to fill my time with yeah so, so it helped you to sort of realign your values yes it like that's and I'm I'm a, and also you know I'm happy with myself that I was able to open my eyes to that mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. you, things can show you things but you might not have accepted it exactly. or appreciate it so I'm really glad that I let myself get so low that I had to become so open mm-hmm. and realize everything that I had you know I I have if anything yeah I've, I've lost a world but I have so like so much more I have this massive world that I wasn't appreciating mm-hmm. before and it's it, me it, it was so much more important to me mm-hmm. than my little world that I lost and when it comes to your anxiety through your 20s and you know putting yourself back into that visual in Dundrum or yeah standing beside the little prawns in the supermarket (laughs) to where you are now and and coming through realizing you were gay and I guess it was quite an instant you instantly accepted that about yourself yeah I guess uh, you know maybe I was ready like my body was just like yes it's like you finally got it your mind finally finally caught up with your body exactly yeah so that was quite a lot of change um and then to be in a job that seems so counterproductive to the (laughs) to everything yeah exactly what are you most proud of with with that journey again just how far I've come uh from being that person and being really open to um to challenging myself because I wouldn't have got anywhere if I didn't you know if I didn't challenge myself and you know like realistically sometimes do you want to do your job when you're standing you're like you're very open to people you know in certain jobs and especially with this you know like people are always kind of looking at you Mm -hmm. and you have to you have to present so you have to be like presentable Mm -hmm. so I'm really proud that I've been able to kind of move forward and like rise to the challenges even when I thought I didn't I mean it's like it's one thing about being brave but like I think the first step to being brave is like literally thinking you are you know what I mean oh yeah yeah it's like imagining it I am brave yeah I'm brave I'm I'm totally brave and then you do it so I've I'm I'm really proud of how actually how brave I've been I like moving away I just I can't even believe I did that as knowing the person I am like now I've turned into a completely different person like I I always think try and be the person that you would like to be with like that's for me that's not that you want to be with the exact same person like I'm very annoying in lots of ways I'm like (laughs) not totally but in in ways where you look at them you go yeah like that's so I'm kind of like creating myself for myself yeah and you're dating yourself I'm dating myself and I'm absolutely thrilled about it yeah I'm a really cheap date I love pizza and you know what I always arrive on time amazing what more could you ask for (laughs) and for anyone listening who I don't doubt will be so inspired to accept themselves own their vulnerability and especially from what you said um to, to really I guess you're living proof that the only way around fear is through it yeah what would your advice be for someone you're parting wisdom around anxiety specifically oh you have to look after yourself you have to accept it look after yourself and do the, take the right steps you know and it's it's never it's actually never like we've discussed here it doesn't really go away it's mm-hmm. just you adapt mm-hmm. it's like it's like you adapt to change it's just the way we are and you just have to kind of learn about yourself and it's it's really scary like listen you it's know the hardest work you'll ever and do. like you said it's the hardest mm-hmm. work you'll ever do you probably will be doing it forever but you need to figure out like uh, for me if I'm talking to me years ago it's like you need to like look after yourself and figure out what's going on but Mm -hmm. by seeing people I just I can't recommend it enough and you still have to keep challenging yourself like with your you know if you're afraid to do something try and do it like to a little bit but little steps oh my god and praise yourself for the little steps you've done because 
even me standing in this the aisle with the fish like prawns and crabs around me I would lead me to a panic attack and like I would love like I'd love to see that on video but like I was doing the challenges it's amazing it's ridiculous yeah I was but it was was relative to you at the time and it was a big deal for you. Completely. And the, this, I'm, I'm hoping some people can relate to the little ridiculous things that seem ridiculous. <laughs> they will, for sure. But they're huge in your life. It's I like, know. I couldn't even look. That was like your Everest that day. Yeah, those prawns. Oh, poor Absolutely little prawns. not. And now what I'm like, did they ever do to hurt you? Oh, delicious. I'm so sorry. I've like abandoned them for oh. so many years. But yeah, and you know, like try and just appreciate the little, like the mm. little, little things. Like as someone said to me, you know, just you can get like a, when I was in a, I was actually Nadine Reed who has a very positive joy in life. Oh, her Instagram posts are amazing. She really is. And she does post loads and I always see it and I'm like, oh, amazing. And I, like one day we were doing, we were working on a Sunday and I just woke up and it was like middle of the breakup and all that. I just handed back the apartment or something and I was like, I was like, I can't, it was, uh, we were doing the expose style sessions. And the last thing I want is to go down and put on a smile and pretend I'm okay and talked it in front of a crowd I was like that's just not what I wanted to do that day and I just said it to her I was just like I just I just want to get out go in my car and go home and not be down there she's like you know what Babs go through the next few minutes just get through the next few minutes then get through the next mm-hmm. and you'll be fine and I was yeah. like actually if you kind of when break you put it, it down, that way yeah you kind mm-hmm. of break it down and she was like and then you get a tea look forward to that tea and it's like if you just look forward to the little tiny tiny things time does pass and it really does and it feels like the worst thing in the world, but it does get better. Cassie, <laughs> thank you so much. I feel so inspired. And I know people are going to love this episode so much. Thank you for joining me on no this problem. glorious day in the Grayson on Only It's the Anxiety Podcast. Yeah, let's go get one of those sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.